Okay, you are going to love this conversation today. When it comes to our monthly cycle, we all have this tendency to just treat certain times of the month as weak and other times as strong, right? When it's that time of the month, we can feel really beaten down and pathetic and puny and just not fully ourselves. And then at other times, we're like on point. We're firing on all cylinders. But my guest today, she is turning this whole concept on its head. She's going to help us see our cycles differently and help us unlock the power of our cycles and tap into our true strengths no matter what time of the month it is. Now, before you check out because you don't have a normal menstrual cycle, this episode is still for you. We're actually going to talk about what you can still do if you don't bleed and have normal periods. So my guest today is Renee Feek. She's a mom of three and an occupational therapist. She helps women optimize their time and energy through unlocking the power of their cycles so that they can be thriving high achievers. And through her methods, she helps women balance the demands of life, make a bigger impact, and get bigger results without adding more stress or needing more time. We're going to talk about specifically what you can focus on during each individual week of your cycle to maximize your abilities and ultimately how to trust yourself and your intuition about your body. This is an amazing conversation. I know you're going to love it. Let's get to it. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, Renee, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I know that this conversation is going to be really enlightening for a lot of moms listening because I think our cycles specifically feels like such a weak point in our life. And I love that you have reframed it as the power of our cycle. And so I can't wait to talk about that. But first, before we dive into the stuff, give us a quick rundown of just kind of your story, your background, um, and why you're here talking about our cycles. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have to say thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be here and to share. Yeah. So it's been quite a journey, I do have to say. Um, But I am Renee. I am a mom of three. I live in San Diego. So I've grown very accustomed to like 70 and sunny all the time. I don't think I could go anywhere else. Super jealous. Um, I know. (laughs) It's like when it rained, like the other day, somebody was like, it's only in San Diego. You can have four four seasons in one day because it's like sunny and or like raining in the morning and then 85 degrees in the afternoon. But anywho, it's crazy. Um, I started my business probably about five years ago. I was pregnant with my uh, my third baby when my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so we went through this whole year of him having seizures, having a craniotomy, having all of the stuff done that made me really come face to face with life and realize like, we only have one life. Like I want to live this life 
without inhibition. I want to take it to the fullest. I want to do make an impact. I want to do all these things. And so that's where I started. And then over the years, it sort of morphed and changed. And I did, I dabbled in a bunch of different businesses and supported people in different ways. But through the whole thing, I think what was one of my initial business coaches, she had mentioned this idea of sinking your business and sinking your life to your cycle. And it was always there in the backseat, like always something that I kind kind of used, I kind of implemented. And then over time, I started really sharing it about how it impacts mom life and how using it really just helps you get out of negative thinking when you can have like, there's a predictable pattern to it. And like, I started just sharing more and more that I realized how, how much it impacts and how much of a difference it made. And so I really kind of just shifted to sharing almost exclusively about this because it really has this ripple effect into all different areas of our life. And I grew up, I mean, even still today, there's still some like shame and whatnot around like your time of the month, right? Like, yep. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, no, that like you said, this is power. Like there's, there's more to your cycle than just three days or four days of the month. Like there's so much more to it. I, I love that because I, we live in such a cyclical world, right? Like so much of our, just the way that we operate as human beings is on a cycle. Like even how we cycle around the sun, we cycle, you know, the, the moon cycles around, like so many things are on a cycle, even our hunger cycles and our sleep cycles, seasonal cycles. So it's no wonder that just understanding even our hormonal cycle would have such an impact on how we operate. A hundred percent. Yeah. And even just to throw in there, like uh, talking about cycles, I think it was about three or four years ago that I started to recognize that on like Facebook, when their memories would pop up, you know, it'd be like Facebook memories. I literally got sick the same week every year for like five years in a row. And it was like, so you getting like the common cold, it's not random. Like there's, and so I started to notice this like pattern. I'm like, okay, every year, like the third week in February, I'm always sick. Like, how is this possible? So I think that, I do think that there's a lot more cycles too that are so big and so out, like that we don't even capitalize, like we don't even know that they're happening, but the more that we notice them and use them, it's super powerful. Well, it's just these patterns in life. And I think that we are, we're caught off guard so much by what, what's actually a pattern. And for example, I feel like there's, and you'll have to tell me if you experience this too, but the seasonal fatigue, yes, you know, which is such a pattern where we're like, what is going on? You know, we get to the end of a particular season and we just get kind of fatigued with that season. You know, it's like you take summer, for example, the beginning of summer, you're super excited about summer. But by the end of summer, you're like, I'm done with this. And like your motivation is in the tank. Like you're just like worn out. You're just ready for a change. And it's like, what's going on? Why am I not motivated to do anything? And so it's just like, if we recognize, no, this is just a normal pattern. This is the fatigue that you kind of get this ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. It's so eye-opening and we don't have to play the defense right? Right. And each season has its is a part of a bigger cycle, too. Right. So like mm-hmm. summer has a very different vibe and a very different energy than winter. Right. Like in winter, we're like nuzzled up. Well, you know, in some places, like nuzzled <laughs> right. up and, caught, you know, like you're by the fire and you're like more homey and like turning inward and doing more things in your home than you are outside. But like summer rolls around and you're like, bring on the barbecues, bring on the, the swimming, the lake days, like 
bring on all this different things. So like even those two seasons have very different energy and like very different vibes to them. And so knowing that and kind of planning that, like if you're trying to create something that's very requiring a lot of your outward energy, a lot of outward focus, a lot of doing in the middle of winter, you're just kind of setting yourself up for not really great success with it. I totally agree. So, so really what you are focusing on is, is kind of like hormonal cycle sequencing or sinking. Um, so we can talk about, you know, like the big picture of like the seasons, but I think where you're tapping into the power, right. Is the hormonal aspect. So can you maybe explain just a really good broad overview of what cycle syncing actually is? This could be a completely brand new topic or an idea for someone, or maybe they have an idea about it, but just give us a good explanation of what that is. Yes. Let's dive into the hormones, but I just want to preface this too, before we like really dive in is that if you don't have a cycle, like if you're not, if you're postpartum, postmenopausal, like on birth control, like any of those other pieces, like don't skip over this episode and it doesn't apply to you. Um, there's other ways that we can still tap into it and and the cycle itself is really important, but I just want to preface that. That's great. Yeah. Typically, as we go throughout the month, we do have changes in both estrogen and progesterone and a little bit of testosterone in there, but estrogen and progesterone are the bigger players, right? So we have different, estrogen is really high and rising in the first half of the month, and then progesterone takes over in the second half of the month. And so when we start to recognize that, estrogen has a lot of like high energy, a lot of the same kind of like that that outward focus, right? Like it's got a lot of doing, a lot of checking the box off like go 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 and then the progesterone kicks in and it's like hey let's turn inward let's snuggle in let's make a home let's snuggle like and so those two different energy like two different energy levels that we get from just strictly hormones can vastly impact the way we feel the way we get our to-do list done. Mm -hmm. It impacts our ability to be creative. It impacts our ability to be calm and patient with our kids. Like it impacts so much of our day-to-day life, but we don't see it because typically we're following a 24 hour schedule, right? Like we have this, this like hamster wheel of the same day over and over and over again, rather than looking at that 28 day cycle and seeing like, okay, this week I was on it, on fire, I could get my to-do list checked off. I was super productive. This week, I feel like the world is falling apart and all I wanna do is snuggle on the couch. And so we look at that snuggle on the couch and do nothing as like almost like a failure, when in reality, it's not failure. That's just where your body chemicals are at, where your body is shifting. And so we can use that time to be productive, quote unquote, Um, because productivity, people have this misconception that it's like doing and checking things off all the time. When in reality, if we shift that perspective of what productivity looks like, we can utilize that phase to be really productive that sets us up so that we're really amped up. We have that energy we need for that next time that we enter into that next phase of our cycle. That's so great because I think that as women who are experiencing these cycles, we see almost that estrogen phase of the cycle where we're more estrogen dominant. And we see that as like our strength, like that's where our power lies. Like that's when I'm the most powerful because everything feels like it's firing on all cylinders. And we tend to notice like, okay, when I start my period, when I'm leading up to it, that kind of like PMS week, that's when I'm weak. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's when things mm-hmm. are like not their best. And I see that as like my, my failure week, like you mentioned, like this is where I'm not a hundred percent myself. So how do you feel like we can kind of change that conversation in our mind? You alluded to it, but changing that conversation and not feeling like I'm weak this week. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so powerful. So I break up the month into four different sizes or four different phases. So each week has its own rather than just those two bigger, broader, you know, estrogen, progesterone. So each week has its own phase. And in that second half, we have two kind of distinct phases. One of them I call the reflect phase and one of them I call the recharge phase. So both of those two phases actually have their own superpowers, right? Like you are not weak in that phase. But in that reflect week, that is the week when you are the most creative. You're the most um, like in tune with your emotion. You're most, most in tune with some of those doubts and fears and thoughts that are ruminating in your head. So if you're consciously aware of that, you get to use that week as a way to release those. You get to use that week as a way to break through limitations that you've had in the past. Like every time you cycle through that reflect week, you have the opportunity to let go of more things that are holding you back. You have the opportunity to process emotions easier. You have the, like you have so much tapped in ability into kind of those raw parts of who you are. And that's a really empowering place to be if you know that and you know how to work through that. Um, And then the recharge phase is the one that most people really don't like. Like we kind of talk about it like as a self-care, you know, like people have this stigma around self-care. And I really talk about recharge instead because it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could sit down on the couch and watch TV or whatever. If it's not recharging you, it's it's wasting your time, like in true essence. And so the emphasis needs to be less on like self-care and more on like, what is recharging me? What is giving me energy? What is making me feel good? What is lighting me up? Because oftentimes I see people like, I just need a brain break. I just need to tune out on social media. And then they feel crappier after that <laughs> right. rather than feeling better. And so then then we waste the whole essence of a recharge. So in that last week, um, or it would typically be like the first week of recharge would be when you're actually bleeding. Um, and you think like chemically, you're losing a lot of blood. So your energy is going to be so drained, right? So oftentimes in that phase, like people are like still trying to get all the dishes done. They're still trying to get the laundry done. They're still trying to keep up with life, even though they're like exhausted and they're wiped out rather than if you know in your head, like, hey, this is only three, four days. Like I really only encourage people to like try to take the first three to four days off. Like try to take the three, like plan ahead. Like when you know it's coming, make meals ahead of time so that it's in the thing. So you don't even have to worry about it. Know that in those phase, that phase, you're going to need that extra recharge and you're going to, you know, veg out or you're going to do whatever. But when you capitalize on that recharge, when you really use it really well, then the next phase that you enter into is your accelerate phase. So that would be that phase that, you know, you talked about like that phase when people feel really good, they feel really on top of it. But it's like a Tesla. I always describe the Tesla. Like a Tesla goes from like zero to 60 in under three seconds. But if its battery's not charged, it's not going anywhere, no matter how fast it is. So if you really truly want to capitalize on that accelerate phase to its ultimate capacity, 
the recharge phase is essential. Like that recharge phase is no longer unproductive. That recharge phase is actually the battery charger to getting you to get optimum accelerated results in that next phase. And so it no longer becomes this like guilt ridden thing of taking a break because you know that taking that break is empowering you for that next phase coming up. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have a personal experience with exactly what you just mentioned. And I think we all do every month, but it was totally one of those, like caught me off guard again. It's like, okay, come on. Why is this catching me off guard again? You know? And I remember sitting in a meeting for work and my brain was just done like foggy. I could not think I could not strategize. I could not be creative. Like I was not like working, like literally not working. And later that day I started my period. I was like, Oh, okay. So it totally <laughs> makes sense. It's like, hello, obviously, but it was, it affected me so mentally. And then what the craziest thing was I observed a couple of days later. So that was maybe a Monday by Wednesday. I like must've hit that accelerate phase, like real hard and real fast because I was accomplishing so much more and like my drive and motivation to just like, boom, let's go. And let's tackle all these things, all these projects all at once. Like it was just, it was there like stronger and heavier. It was almost like a flip just switched. So I totally know what you're talking about. So what comes after the accelerate phase then? So after the accelerate phase would then be the connect phase. So it's still in that um, higher estrogen sort of at levels, right? Like it still has, but it's very much more of like, it's when you would be ovulating. <laughs> so your, your, your body is naturally trying to attract a mate. And so you're the most magnetic, you're the most connected. So that's the phase of the month when like photo shoots, interviews, podcast recordings like this, um, anything like deep, hard conversations. Like if you want to ask for a raise at work, or if you have to have a conflict, like there's a conflict that you want to have a conversation about the connect phase is your prime time to actually do that. You're going to come across your communication is going to be much more effective. You're going to be the more radiant, attractive, like magnetic, all of those types of things in that phase because your body is ready to ovulate. So it's trying to attract that. So, um, that would be the next phase. And then you enter back into that reflect phase. So gosh, that makes total sense. And I love how you can really line things up like projects and just things that you put on your plate of expectations can kind of line up. So how do you feel like you personally have discovered the value of this and how have you put it into action in your own life? Cause that might be a, a good example for us. Yeah. I think the first step really is just awareness, right. And kind of coming back to those, like talking about people that maybe aren't bleeding, that don't have that real good cue right up front would be to tap into that awareness because we all go through these four phases, right? Like we talked about it, like this, the world goes through these four phases, like the four phases are needed. They're essential. Like we cannot do life without one of them. So regardless if you are bleeding or not, you still need all four of these phases. It just might be a little bit more tapping into that awareness. And like, you know, you, and you talk about intuition and like, and being really intuitive to like, what's my body feeling right now. And so that's the first step um, is starting to ask yourself that question. Even throughout the day, we have the same sort of, we have highs and lows. Like I know you talked about sleep cycles, but throughout the day we have the same sorts of cycles too. That's why the three o'clock lull and everybody goes to coffee and sugar is because that's a natural body chemical 
spot where people's energy is really low. And so we're looking for that pick me up. And so what I really want you to do is instead of looking at those like stimulants and like, how can I keep my productivity and my energy high is how can I honor what my body needs in each of these different phases? So the first step is awareness like listening to your body, listening, asking yourself that question of like, am I feeling really energetic right now? Am I feeling really low? Do I feel like I need more space? And just start tracking it, like start bringing some awareness to that because that'll be the first step to actually integrating it. Then once you have that awareness, then you can start to integrate. You don't have to arrange your entire life. Like, I don't even think that's possible. (laughs) There's, you know, you have kids that go to school, you have work, you have things that like, you're not going to be able to shift and change. But even if you're able to shift some of them, even if you're able to shift some of your to-do list and push some of your things around, you will start to notice that it is saving you time. So for instance, if you are, like for me, I used to work at night. I'd put the kids to bed. I'd get my laptop out and I'd start trying to create like social media posts or whatever for my business. And it would take me all freaking night <laughs> like I would, yeah. I'd feel like I'd spend three hours sitting in front of the tv at the end of the day just like you said your brain is like checked out because you've had a full long day you're tired your body's naturally telling you to shut down and go to bed and so what I learned is that for me doing those tasks at the end of the day wasn't effective but if I got up 30 minutes earlier in the morning I got done the same amount, if not more stuff in that first 30 minutes of the day than I did in the like three hours if I was doing it at night. So really just like subtle little shifts like that, you're going to start to notice like, hey, my time's coming back, right? You know that next week's going to be your accelerate phase. So you stack that week with those hard, big projects that you need to get started and up off the ground rather than focusing on the connect and creativity pieces. Because if you're doing the connection and creativity pieces in that accelerate phase, you're wasting some of that really high powered energy. And then like not tapping in it's kind of like tapping into your zone of hormonal genius I guess is a good way to put (laughs) it yeah um but it's just starting with one or two things like where can I adjust a little bit and then as time goes on then you could really get a little bit more strategic but you'll start to notice even the subtle little things even like oh the recognition of like hey this week I'm in my inner phase and the the reflect phase like I'm turning inward I'm just gonna go for an extra walk I'm going to take a bubble bath this week. I'm going to like give yourself permission to do those extra things that align with where you're at will really help like rejuvenate you so that you feel like you're actually able to show up for your kids without triggers and yelling and angry and being like, why the heck did I do that? Yeah. So all of those just subtly little shifts. Yep. I appreciate that so much because I feel like as women, we just have such high expectations that we're supposed to be like steady all month long. And if we see, because it's this comparison, you know, always of like, you're either steady or you're an emotional roller coaster. And none of us want to be that person. You know, none of us want to be the emotional roller coaster. We don't want to be the drama queen, Mm -hmm. but being steady, it's impossible. Like there's no way that we could possibly ever be steady. And so I see so much value in understanding like, okay, just admit that you're never going to be steady. So let's like just absorb these different cycles and own up to it and use them for some serious potential. 
Yeah. Yeah. I work in the hospital and I kind of one of the other analogies I use is like a flat line's not good. <laughs> flat <laughs> means flat line means you're dead. And I think that that's what a lot of people feel is like that idea that you have to be steady and have this like flat line of like, I'm performing the same way. I'm doing the same thing every single day. That's what leads to burnout. And that's what leads to frustration and overwhelm mm -hmm. and stress is because a flat line is not intended. Like a flat line means you're dead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good. So good. So how do you, how would you suggest someone just start getting going with the awareness piece? Um, you mentioned that that was really important first. And I totally agree. I mean, it, we have to just like open up our antenna and just be like, what's actually going on. So do you use an app? Do you use a journal? Like, how do you recommend someone just start becoming more aware of their cycle and kind of where they're at? Yeah. So I think it's going to be um, beautifully unique for every single person that's listening, right? Like we all have different ways that we feel like are going to work best. So I would encourage you to explore with a couple of different ways. Um, you can go Google online, like even cycle trackers, and there's tons that are like very colorful and you color in like all the little dots and you color and you make this beautiful masterpiece by the end of the month. I don't feel like I have the time or the energy for that. <laughs> Just you saying that gives me like, makes me sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but some people really enjoy that. Like I have yeah. clients that really love that like coloring artistic piece of it. So if that's something that jives with you, then do that. If you have, um, uh, like if you like are more of the math, like detail sort of person, maybe a graph and chart like would be more up your alley. So really trying to find something, um, how I typically do it is that I put in my calendar on my Google calendar, there's one whole like calendar that I can like click on or click off if I want to see it or not, but that just has those different phases on there. Like I know like, Hey, this week is my bleeding week. So this is where these other four or three phases should fall. And I put that on there and then I just pay attention to it. Am I really in line with that or am I not like, and then maybe if you, you know, ovulate late, you're going to notice that like, huh, I don't really feel like I'm in this connect phase, but even though it says I should be. And so kind of just tuning into that, um, you'll start to notice, like you'll start to notice those things. But if you are actively bleeding, that would be the easiest way to kind of start is to like track that and then map out like, hey, this is where these four phases or three, I keep saying four, the, and the next three phases would be. The other thing really powerful about this is that if you have really irregular cycles and they're all over the board, there's a lot of research out there about lifestyle and diet and all of these things that we're doing that are keeping us on that flat line instead of ebbing and flowing. So if you know you're in your accelerate phase and you're doing those high intense workouts, you're doing all those things, but as soon as you transition into more of that inward sort of phase, you transition your workouts and you transition your lifestyle and you transition those things, what it does is it actually helps balance those hormones. So even if your body is like not totally in line with that four week cycle, if you start imposing those lifestyle habits on your life, you'll start to notice that maybe your hormones start to sync up. And that's, that was what happened with me. I was postpartum, wasn't bleeding at all. And I hadn't been bleeding and I was not expecting to start anytime soon. Cause I was still breastfeeding like the whole shebang. But as soon as I started 
tuning in. I'm like, okay, this week I feel the energy. Like you could feel certain, some weeks are more powerful. I feel like you feel them more. And so I was like, oh, this is where I'm at right now. And so I just looked at my calendar and laid out the next three, four weeks based on what I was feeling in that moment. It wasn't going to be a hundred percent, but it was getting it close. And within two months I was cycling again, That's like amazing. actually bleeding. So I think your body really is craving that cycle too. And so um, whether or not your hormones match up perfectly now, if you start imposing this sort of rhythm, um, they will start to kind of balance out too. That's genius because I mm -hmm. think so many moms are frustrated when they don't have a regular cycle. And yeah. I, I really appreciate just that extra encouragement, like just start to create a pattern in your life and see how things fall into place. And that's exactly how I design workout programs anyway, which is so great. It totally syncs up because they're on four week cycles and like the week one of the program you're like learning. And that would totally line up with the reflecting where you're, you're more creative. You're, you're learning something new. You're having to kind of um, explore and expand a little bit. And then week two is still not challenging, but it, it doesn't take as much mental effort because you've already learned the movements. They're not, they're not as brand new to you. And so that's, it matches up perfectly with that recharge week. And then things start to accelerate the workouts start to get a little bit harder and that matches up with that accelerate week. And then connecting finally on week four is kind of like, this is where things like really really reach their peak and you're, and you're really in tuned with your body and really getting somewhere. So the cycles in so many layers of our life, when they can all line up in a similar pattern, it's like the symphony starts yeah. to play. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. amazing. It is. And I think there's so many, like, it really is just like starting to listen to it. And I know you and I like, like sync and vibe on that same sort of way of like starting to just listen, like starting to tune in to like the magic that your body has. Right. And so I think a lot of us growing up, we had this idea of like, you're, you're bleeding for one week of the month. And it's like the stigma thing, but looking at the hormone play throughout the whole month, like, and for many women, you think like even to be able to create life and all of those types of things, like your body is super powerful, like, and what it does on an everyday level of raising energy, like hormones and lowering hormones and singing together. And then like, Ooh, we're adjusting to cortisol because we're stressed out. Like all of that symphony is really actually really amazing and magical. And so when you start to look at your body and that cycle, not as like a dreaded thing every single month, but you see it as like, yes, I get to recharge right now. I get to recharge guilt-free. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to worry about, I'm not going to worry about the laundry. I'm not going to worry about the dishes. I'm going to worry about dinner. I'm not, and we're going to go for a walk. We're going to hang out. Like it just creates so much more freedom in your life when you start to follow that. Yeah. It's this sense of liberty and just being at peace rather than like trying to fight your body every step yes. of the way. I yes. think so many of us women just are, are constantly at like battling our bodies mm -hmm. and, and we hate it. You know, we hate when like our period comes or like when we're feeling like PMSing or like, there's just this dread and this just disdain for the way that our bodies operate. And so to step back and be like, no, this is another piece of how my body is amazing. It's another piece of how God designed my body to be this, like, not just this two dimensional figure, but I'm very three dimensional and there's a, so much going on and I can step back and honor that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. It is. It's amazing. 
Amazing stuff. I could, I feel like I could chat about this. I know <laughs> forever, forever. Well, Renee, where, where can we find out more? I feel like you must have a lot of resources for us and just some really great information. So where can our listeners go to find more from you? Well, Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. So I Love like it. being over there. Yes. Um, Renee Fick. So it's just my first and last name over there. I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes because yep. it's not easy to spell. Yep. We'll link it. Um, and then so finding me over on Instagram is probably the best place. Um, or my website is at my first and last name dot com. Same thing. And then on the podcast, depending on when this airs right now, it's called Rising Moms Podcast. Um, if it airs, if this airs in the new year, it might be called something different. Um, but you should still be able to find all the links and all that kind of stuff up on the website. Yep. We'll make sure that we get everything linked up. Well, Renee. This has been so, so cool. And I really hope that a mom listening has had a light bulb moment and like, okay, okay. I can finally tap into the power of my cycle, um, and not be fighting my own body and confused as to what's going on. So if there's just one thing that, you know, if you would write on a huge billboard for every woman to drive past every day, what would that be? What would you want to tell her? Um, you know, I, the first word that comes to, or the first phrase that comes to mind is like, trust yourself. I think so much of our world is focused on like comparing to other people, seeing what everybody else is doing and thinking that we should be keeping up with that. And I think so much of motherhood and so much of life and womanhood is about learning to trust what's good for you and trust what works for you. And learning to just like trust yourself and trust that you have that inner knowledge and that, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like everybody else's. It doesn't have to match up with everybody else's in order for it to be good. That's good. Trust yourself. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Renee. It's been such a pleasure having you here. Yeah. Thanks so much. Wow. Right. She was absolutely amazing. And I feel like this conversation is one that is worth listening to a couple of times. And I have a feeling you probably have a mom friend or two that would really be blessed by this interview as well. Think about it. One of your friends probably tagged you in a post or shared an episode of the show with you. And that's how you're now listening to this podcast and reaping the benefits of it week after week. And I think it's your turn to pass that on too. So if there's nothing else you do this week, at least go share it with a friend. All you have to do is just click the share icon in your listening platform and pass it along. Super simple. And hey, make sure you come back next week for some more self-care simplified. Until then, be strong. Be strong.